Now let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac weighing heavily on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And boom, Onyejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good. The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liquor, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. Welcome to NBA Today, presented by ESPN Bet. Coming up on NBA Today, the doubts continue to pile up for the Dubs after their fifth straight loss. Will they be able to stay afloat without Steph and Draymond? And if not, then what happens? And speaking of losing streaks, the Clippers, they're shaking up their starting lineup. Will moving Russell Westbrook to the bench be the answer for them tonight? Plus, the road to the first NBA Cup, it continues tonight with the in-season tournament. Which teams could stamp their ticket to the next round? NBA Today starts right now. Welcome to NBA Today, presented by ESPN Bet. Happy Friday, everybody. It is always a good day when the legend, the Hall of Famer, Michael Wilbon, is here. The one and only Kendrick Perkins joins us with his nice, stylish new shirt. I like that, Perk. Uh, I'll make, it's a good look you know. on you. Our senior writer, Zach Lowe, is here with us as well. Let's get it started. I'm Malika Anders. Did I say that already? Well, it's been a tough week for the Golden State Warriors. It's been a long week for all of us. So we were left with a little bit more questions, right, than we had answers after watching them play the Thunder last night. This is how it went down. No Steph, no Draymond. He's serving the first of that five-game suspension. Clay Thompson, Andrew Wiggins, they would struggle to pick up the slack in this one, Zach. Andrew Wiggins is 5 of 37 on threes so far this season. This is all it comes down to. If these guys don't make shots, the Warriors are dead on arrival. Well, you know who didn't struggle last night? Shea Gilgis-Alexander. I mean, he was 6 of 21 for him. That's struggling, but everyone else picked up the slack. Isaiah Joe, 7 for 7 from three. There what? you go. I mean, he did have SGA, did have a game-high 24. Yep, there you go. Clay Thompson continues to struggle. Clay, he just can't quite find his rhythm. Uh, it's not there. These are tough shots, too. I mean, he's trying, like, the thing without Steph and Draymond is who else is supposed to shoot? I mean, Moses Woody's play well, but they need Clay to make shots and make some tough ones, too. Andrew Wiggins pulls up. This would be a theme, Zach. Yes, I mean, pull up, miss, pull up, miss, and then uh, a couple of those for Clay. I mean, it's just. This it's is not, the type of analysis we come for in NBA. It's not today. going great. What do you want me to tell you? It's the Zach sound effect. There's the Isaiah thunder, Joe. Couldn't Isaiah miss. Isaiah Joe couldn't miss. The Thunder rolls in this one. Dejected Clay Thompson on the bench. Let's take a listen to Steve Kerr after the game. You know, anytime you're in a rut like this, I mean, we're obviously in it right now. Uh, five in a row, five losses in a row. So uh, when you're in that state, um, you, there's only one way out, and that's to dig dig your way out of it. And you got to fight and compete, and and that's what we have to do. Clay made just one of 10 shots. That 10% field goal percentage is the second worst in his career out of the 668 games in which he took at least 10 shots here. So let's welcome somebody who defined their career with elite shooting, Mr. Tim Legler. Tim, what's your diagnosis for what's been going on with Clay? Why is he struggling? Well, there's several things, and I, I think Zach made a great point. First of all, the degree of difficulty on the shots Clay's taking is off the charts. So mm-hmm. when you're struggling and on top of it, you're not getting clean looks, it's exacerbated. But there's also something I think mechanically that I'm seeing with Clay. He's just not finishing his shots the way he normally does. When you see him hit the ground and start backpedaling four steps before the ball gets to the rim, that's a guy that's not shooting the ball in. He's wishing it in. Here again, he's almost at half court by the time that basketball gets to the rim on a very difficult shot. Again, 
here. Look how he's drifting away. When you see Clay Thompson rolling, he's hitting the ground. He's staying in one place. He's staying with his follow through. This isn't what Clay Thompson is doing right now because I think he's pressing so badly between his ears. Look, nobody in this league beats themselves up more yeah. when they're not shooting well than Clay Thompson. Right? He squeezes that ball so tight because he has so much pride in what he's doing. But when you combine degree of difficulty on shots, maybe some things mechanically not feeling well, and you don't have Steph and Clay on there to take some of the pressure off so you get better looks, add it all up, and you get a night like last night, which might be the worst offensive game Clay Thompson's ever had. Forget the NBA. I don't think Clay Thompson's ever played the way he did last night offensively, probably his entire life. Yeah, and that, that look that he had on the bench after the game, as the game was concluding, I, I said dejected, just absolutely down. You're totally right, Tim. He is the guy that carries this weight on his shoulders when he can't get it going. And Steph, he was carrying such an offensive load, right, for this team. He was playing great before he got hurt. He looks great doing it. But do you think, Perk, I mean, how drastic are things going to need to get for the Golden State Warriors here if Clay can't get it going, if Andrew Wiggins can't get it going? Well, if Clay can't get it going, that's a problem. I'm looking at what he's averaging right now, 13 points per game. Do we realize that Clay has an average under 15 since his rookie season? And when I look and I, when I watched the game last night, I'm looking at the speed and athleticism of the Oklahoma City Thunder. And I'm watching them guard Clay. And Clay is struggling to get separation to get his shot off. Mm. Now, everything else that's going on within the organization, right? Think about it. Clay and the contract extension and them not being able to agree on terms or whatever the case may be, it's actually time for. Golden State to move on from Klay Thompson. I think this marriage has ran its course, and I think Klay need a fresh start with a new organization. Is he a number one on the contender team? No. Is he a number two on the contender team? No. But he is a number three, a third option, and I think he needs a fresh You're start. You're shaking your head, Will Bond. Well, I, you know, even if we just confine some, this part of the conversation to him being at Golden State, the two best playmakers on that team were not there. And I know this problem is beyond just last night. But you don't have Steph and you don't have Draymond, and you're not going to have him for a few more games. And Wiggins is not the player we saw in May and June of 22. When he was, you could say, the second best all-around oh, player that sure. Golden State had on a championship run, right? On that finals MVP ballot. Exactly. So you're, you've got more problems there. Now you're asking... Clay, to Perk's point, to sort of be, I don't know, 2017 Clay? No, that's that's not gonna happen. And you got so many stacked teams in the West. I mean, you look, you see how many weapons OKC has right now? You go to Isaiah Joe to hit seven out of seven Ooh. threes last night. And by the way, didn't Giddy hit all three of his threes last night? You have so many players. When you look at Minnesota, who they just lost to, and you look at OKC and you look at Sacramento, mm -hmm. man, the Warriors are, they don't measure up right now with those guys diminished or absent, Malika. Right. To those other teams. But it's just, I mean, we've talked about this. Clay Thompson's going to have a statue outside of, of Chase Center. It feels a little early to talk about trading him to anybody. Yeah, I, and look, I know this, this is a touchy situation for you, being from the Bay Area. Ooh. But, it's uh, not even about but, that, Perk. No, I just, I think it's about the fact that we have heard Bob Myers. We have heard Bob Myers players, is not there no more. We have heard I, I, executives I, say that 
Who are you trading him for? No, but I, I mean, I can't. I'm this. That's Bobby Mark, Mark's job when it comes to ESPN. I don't have a trade machine. But when I'm looking at this situation, it's okay. We never thought that we would see Kevin Garnett not in the Minnesota Timberwolves jersey, but we did. We never. Who thought in a thousand years that Shaq would move on from LA and move on from Kobe Bryant? It happens. So D Wade, D Wade left Miami, didn't he? Yeah. We never thought we would see that happen. It happens. And what I'm saying is we're not talking about Steph Curry here. We're talking about Klay Thompson. And it's okay if they do move on from him. It's okay if Klay move on from Golden State. He still is going to have a statue there. Of course it's okay. People move on all the time. Two things on Klay. Number one, an eruption is coming. He's going to have a game where he hits eight threes, nine threes. It's coming. Number two. Number two, we should at least acknowledge he suffered a torn ACL and a torn Achilles in back-to-back years. He's not the same player. We shouldn't expect him to be the same player. This whole discussion, though, if we're going to sit here and say trade Klay Thompson, you do got to tell me where and for what. He's a $43 million expiring contract who, Perk, you just said, is not playing well. So what am I giving up and what am I getting back for Klay Thompson? It's much harder to actually do it, forgetting the sentiment, forgetting the history, forgetting the statue, just mechanically doing it is difficult. Okay, okay, I don't have the numbers in front of me, but I could throw three teams. Hit me, hit me, hit me. The 76ers. For what? When you look at, I mean, you look at Tobias Harris. He have an inspiring contract. They got some picks that they picked up with James Harden. I mean, it's not, hold on, listen, relax, hold on. It's not the sexiest thing, okay? I understand that. You look at the New York Knicks, right? You look at R.J. Barrett. Would you consider doing that? Would you? I'm, listen, here's the thing. I'm listening. Would you consider doing that? No. What, what the Miami Heat may have to offer. We don't know. Not like, bad. Not okay, bad. the Miami Heat, Jimmy Butler, Bam, and a Klay Thompson. I mean, with an Eric Spolster, again, when you're watching a guy like Klay Thompson, one of the best shooters to ever touch the damn basketball, to ever touch no the damn Hall of Fame that is in a slump like he's in. It's more to than just shooting a basketball. He's mentally not there. And you can't blame him for the simple fact. Hold on, listen. I got you. When it was time for Jordan Poole to get his extension, he got it with Golden State. When it was time for Andrew Wiggins to get his extension, he got it with Golden State. When it was time for them to re-sign Draymond Green, we couldn't get three days past the, the free agency market and Draymond was penciled in. How do you feel? How do you think Clay Thompson is feeling right now? I'm not disagreeing with any of that. I'm saying just this. You're sitting here telling me how bad Clay Thompson is playing, right? You, you see it? I, we, I, we, all, we all are saying We all see it. Okay. We all see it. So if I'm the Philadelphia 76ers, you're telling me for a guy that you're telling me is playing bad, I got to trade you a guy who's playing good. And a draft pick? Exactly. Or if I'm the New York Knicks, I got to trade you a young guy who's averaging 23 points a game and something else? Why? Uh, it, hold on, it doesn't hold make on, sense. Hold on, hold on. Let me make this, make this make sense then. Last year, Russell Westbrook situation. Was his career on the line when he was with the Lakers? Right? Did he look troubled? When he got to the Clippers, how did he look? Reinvigorated. Okay, in a new system with a new coach in a new beginning. That's what I'm trying to tell you. Body language, the head down, everything means something in the game of basketball. It's more to just just making no shots. No question. No question. But I'm just person. saying if, if I'm these teams, you're trying to sell me on deals that don't make sense for me. Now, there are some deals hey. that make sense, and I'll tell you where it really gets interesting. If you're really desperate, for, if you're the Warriors, you really get desperate, and you're willing to attach 
something to Clay Thompson, a pick, a young player, then you get yourself into some interesting conversations. But they are so far from that, and this right. dude is a legend. And the league isn't going to be making these short deals. I do want to get your thoughts on this, Tim Legler, for at least another yeah. month, right, until mid-December. That's when more of the league is going to be available for talks. And mm -hmm. I just cannot see right. a world in which Steph Curry says, yeah, you know what, my splash brother are not playing well enough, oh, that's, fine. That's a good point. What do you think, Tim? No, I think, listen, I think in some cases, that, per Perk's right about the, the way he looks. I mean, this isn't just a slump. This is an incredibly dramatic drop-off from even last year where Clay Thompson averaged 21 points a game. But here's the thing. You got to remember last year, and I don't. I know he did not finish well, particularly at the end. He really struggled in that Lakers series, right? With all the same things we're seeing on the film we just watched and what we're seeing early this year. But he had a three-month stretch during the season where Klay Thompson looked like he did four or five years ago. I mean, he played at that level just last year. Now. Look at him this year. He's clearly, it's all snowballing against him right now, how badly he wants it, um, and he's forcing the issue too much, and it, that makes his shooting nights even worse. But here's the thing. He is going to find his rhythm, yeah. and this team is so predicated around this style and particularly the way those two players play off of each other. I just think we need to see now a sustained run. Once Steph gets back, Draymond clears the suspension. Let's see a sustained run take us up through, you know, Christmas and beyond. It's the first time and you'll have morning. a much better idea. Is Clay Thompson going to be able to get back to that level mm. that makes them a viable threat? Tim, that, that's what I'm yet. worried about, the sustained run. It's the first time. Like last year, I thought he was going to have it. He did he for got a long off to time. A bad start he led the league in threes. But, but he did. But now we're looking at something. I, I feel like there's an emotional component that Perk is suggesting. There's more here yes. than just a slump. This is not just a slump. And you've got all these other factors. What is Draymond Green going to be, again, as a secondary playmaker on that team, sometimes a primary? What's Draymond going to be like the rest of the year? We don't know. Clay's dependent on that. You got to have Steph healthy and out there. You got to have Wiggins engaged at a higher level. So this is not just about Clay. That's the great thing about the Warriors. It's an actual team. We're not talking about big twos and big threes and all these individual parts. And we're also not talking about just the analytics of it. The emotional component when you know you're going to have a statue and you may have to move because they may say, wait a minute, at the end of this, as it comes to it, we can't afford to guarantee this kind of money. That's what happened with James Harden. That's why he called Daryl Morey a liar, because at some point, Daryl Morey's not going to have that approved by his owner to say, we're going to give this much money to a diminished product. I hate to even use that phrase with Klay Thompson, given how great he is. But what we're seeing now should be cause for more worry than him being in a slump. This ain't a slump. The fact of the matter is, strength in numbers has been this team's motto the yes. entire time that they have been a dynasty, and they need to be able to rely on those numbers. Right now, that hasn't been the case. I'm still of the belief that their Clay, in particular, is going to shoot his way out of this. The eruption defense. is coming. Defensively is. is another discussion, is. but if not, 33% of the league can't be traded right now. So we're really not going to see any discussions on any of this for another month or so. Still to come on NBA Today. Let's talk about Russell Westbrook. He's volunteering to come off of the bench for the Clippers. Will okay. his valiant offer keep them from losing seven games in a row? Plus, is Anthony Davis going to bounce back after one of his worst shooting nights of his career? Don't miss Big Perk's big advice for Anthony Ooh, Davis. I right. love when Big like Perk likes us up. And can you guess what kind of vehicle is equivalent to Victor Wembanyama's wingspan? I'm guessing minivan. What do, what do you guys think? <laughs> Don't worry, JJ Reddick, he reveals the answer in our latest edition of Sports Science. You're watching NBA Today. 
Now let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac weighing heavily on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And boom, Onyejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good. The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liquor, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. NBA Today is presented by ESPN Bet, the official sports book of ESPN. Couldn't really catch a rhythm offense, and then we missed a lot of easy shots. With all four of them together, it's not working. We can just keep working, like I said, keep being resilient, and it's gonna happen. The Clippers' offense has collapsed. This fascination with small ball needs to stop. Where the hell is Kawhi and they ain't stop? Right now, it looks like a disaster. It's gonna be a process. ESPN confirmed that nine-time All-Star Russell Westbrook approached the Clippers coaching staff yesterday about moving to the bench. Terrence Mann, who was named a starter before injuring his ankle late in the preseason, is expected to start in his place tonight against the Rockets. So a little bit of a different situation than with the Lakers. Russ volunteering in this instance to come off the bench. Wilbon, do you think Westbrook being moved out of the starting lineup, is that the answer for the Clippers? One of the answers. There are multiples, including what Russ said. It's a process. This is going to take a while. You're not going to do this with James Harden coming in, having paid no attention to preseason, none, okay, and have him have a guy with the ball in his hands as much as Harden. Remember, while Harden killed Philadelphia about not letting him do his thing and be his own system, he still had the ball as much as anybody in the league last year except for Luka. So you're going to bring that guy in, and it's going to take six, seven games? No, it's going to take 20, longer than they want to take. But Russ coming off the bench. The Lakers took too long to learn this. Season and a half. At least Russ and the Clippers now realize, okay, this is one of the possible solutions. They're going to need to do that, among other things. One of the benefits of this trade being in the works for so long is that the Clippers should have had time to sit down with Russell Westbrook and say, hey, this is a possibility. How does this look to you? It should not be a shock to anybody one of Russ and Harden was going to have to come off the bench. You just have to separate the two guys who handle the ball, who want the ball. And, you know, is this the right move? We'll see. But it's a move in the right direction. But I'll, I will keep going back to what Ty Lue said. We can't walk around on offense. None of this matters who plays when with whom. If, it, if you're going to walk around on offense and bup, 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 go station to station, it ain't going to work. Right. Yeah. Well, you were, you were calling for James Harden to come off of the bench. Now it's Russell Westbrook. You know what? In this growth of Russell Westbrook, and going back to your point, Wilborn, about the Lakers, think about it. That was Russell Westbrook making, what, $50 million a year? Right. This is Russell Westbrook making three million dollars a year. This is a more humble Russell Westbrook. And by the way, kudos to Russ because he shouldn't he shouldn't have had to walk in that office and do a damn thing. Mm. He's been spectacular for the Clippers. But now that Russ has set the bar for sacrificing, 
everybody else have to fall in line. And again, I don't never want to get caught up in who starts. I always want to get caught up in who finishes mm -hmm. the game. And I want to get caught up in when Russ comes in, watch how he impacts the game. Yep. The pace. Zach just talked about no standing around, no walking around. Like the Clippers are at their best when they play with pace. Paul George getting easier baskets in transition. Kawhi Leonard getting easier baskets in transition. And you, you, at the end of the day, it comes down to this. A selfish James Harden and people always having to sacrifice to his benefit. Well, the Clippers, they've lost six straight. They're playing the Rockets tonight, which isn't exactly a cakewalk considering how the not. Rockets have Ooh, been playing. No. You mentioned how James Harden came into the season. Well, but I want you to take a listen to what James Harden had to say about his, his approach coming in here and his preparedness. I keep reiterating that I didn't have a training camp really or, or, or preseason, so, you know, kind of learning on the fly for a new team and then also getting myself into James Harden's shape and, 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 and game, uh, you know, shape is, is very, very important. What? <laughs> He said no training camp. But was he banned? Was he on suspension for training camp in preseason? Not that I'm aware of. No, he held himself on. out. This is what – this goes to Perk's point. Look, I, I said this when I said Philadelphia had to get rid of him. You're not winning any things with James Harden anymore. You're not. At his best, he came up short when he was a truly great player. He's not a truly great player anymore. He had no – camp and no preseason because he decided not to have it and yet do we see him taking any accountability for that just now in that clip no because he doesn't blame himself he blames yeah. Daryl Morey exactly that's what he always do that's what he always do blame the others here's the problem that I have with the Clippers overall I'm looking at a bunch of veterans James Harden Kawhi PG um Zubak Russ and a championship coach in Tyloo hmm. and then you watch an Oklahoma Oklahoma City Thunder team last night play agenda free basketball and we have to have a conversation about a veteran team and sacrificing that is a problem that is a problem when you're watching these young teams evolve and playing agenda free basketball Minnesota is sacrificing right now the Houston Rockets are sacrificing and playing agenda free basketball like it's not that damn hard it's not that damn hard and I don't really care what James Harden have to say because majority of the times he don't believe it. And we nobody trusts him. But I, how much of it is it's not hard? I agree with you. Conceptually, it shouldn't be hard. James, Russ, and Kawhi have spent their entire careers holding the ball and doing whatever they want with the ball. Even James has talked about, like, I forgot how to shoot catch-and-shoot threes because I'm not used to it. Is it is there something more difficult in that sense to, to sacrificing and changing your style? But I'm just asking. But, but isn't that on Lawrence Frank? Like, and figured it out before well, you bring him in. Yes, like that's on Selection. Lawrence Frank. Like, Selection. A desperate move. That's yeah. on Lawrence Frank. That's for him to answer. Fair. Talking to the Clippers beforehand, though, it seemed like James James Harden had said that this isn't like in Houston where maybe he had taken a little bit of a step back. He was feeling like he came into this in shape. You can correct me if I'm wrong, but the conversations were very different than what we just what we just heard. I mean, all the Sixers who were practicing with him they on those those brief practices, Patrick yeah. Beverly on his podcast, he looks in shape. He's killing us in practice. Exactly, it's just a, a, a I don't want to be here thing, not <laughs> you know, a, a physical ailment. You know, you know what that sounds like. See, when I look in the mirror and look at myself, I see something totally different than what <laughs>
<laughs> and then I actually get in and get in studio and look at myself on camera, and then reality hit me. That's James I'm just Orton. curious what you see when you look I, at yourself. I, I mean, you know, I see a skinny version of Perk, and then the camera hit me, oh. and I'm looking like I need to go on a diet. That's James Harden. I appreciate that analogy, Woo! Perk. Coming Perk, up here so right. on NBA Today, Perk, right. I hope you have an analogy for the Suns' big three because they still haven't played together this season. We're going to talk about how concerning it is that KD has to be their most reliable guy. NBA Day will be right back. Now, let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac, weighing heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And boom! Añejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good! The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code FIRSTTAKE and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more, more than, than ever. ever. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to gamble responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. This U.S. promotional offer not available in D.C., Mississippi, North Carolina, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369 for New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. For Massachusetts, 1-800-327-5050. For Iowa, 1-800-BETS-OFF. For Puerto Rico, 1-800-981-0023. For West Virginia, visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net. First bet offer for new customers only, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. That was fun, man. The court was super dope. It felt like a, uh, a playoff game. LeBron, little show time behind the back. I think the cup is bringing that energy out of people. The cup is fun. Looking forward to the Tuesdays and Fridays. Welcome back to NBA Today, presented by ESPN Bet. LeBron, we are all looking forward to Tuesdays and Fridays now. The in-season tournament has been a rousing success so far. The games have been closer. They felt like they mean a little bit more. The importance of these nights, it's just so clear when you look at the group standings. Kendrick Perkins, let's take a look at Group A here. You can oh. see the Lakers, the Jazz, they're sitting atop their conference right now. The Lakers, they face the Trailblazers tonight. They really could take a strong hold on the lead of Group A. But... Anthony Davis coming off a night where he struggled a little bit. I need a pep talk for AD. Well, here's, here's my advice to Anthony Davis, okay? We know that you struggle, and LeBron came out publicly and said that you don't hear none of the noise because you're not on social media. Well, that's a damn lie, okay? And you have to show us that you care. After Sabonis did to what he, he did to you last game, this is my advice to AD. The legend, Kevin Garnett, used to always say, hey, Perk, you know, when you have a good game, don't run home to see what they say about you in the media and see what they say about you on social media. 
Do the same thing when you have a bad game, Anthony Davis, and then go out there and do something about it. You know why? Because it shows that you give a damn. Not just to me, not to Malika, not to Zach, not to Will Bourne, but to your actual team that mm. you care. Well, but AD can always tune into NBA Today. We always appreciate that part, though. <laughs> yeah. Perk. Thank you. Well, it's not going to be an easy road for the Lakers if they advance from this group. Because take a look. The matchups, they aren't set for the single elimination rounds. But perhaps they could face a team in the West Group C. So, Zach, when you look at this esteemed group, is there a team that sticks out to you? Perk gave a pep talk to Anthony Davis. I'm going to give myself a pep talk. Cue the tape for the team that stands out to me from September, baby. Cue it. But I'm going to make a bold prediction anyway. Put up the groups. The Minnesota Timberwolves are winning the inaugural oh, in-season tournament. Minnesota winning. That's pretty well, spicy. I'm calling it now. You called it. Look at them dominating Group C. The group of death. Minnesota's going all the way in the in-season tournament. They're just a perfect match between franchise and this new fun thing we're doing. They're going to win this, and we'll see what happens after that. But look, they're playing well. They've arrived. They beat the Nuggets. They yep. beat the Celtics. And Anthony Edwards, the scoring, the dunks, all that. Pay attention to the passing because the game is starting to slow down for him. This kind of pass never happened last year. Anthony Edwards slipped past the Rudy Gobert. They barely connected at all. They worked all offseason, all training camp on stuff like this. Rudy Gobert looks like himself again. And here comes the end again. Watch the skip to the corner with Steph still leaning towards the paint. So Jaden McDaniels has kind of a runway there. That's a lot of space. He's Steph kind of leaning there. Yep. And here he goes. Jaden McDaniels finishes the job. From there, he's playing great too. Anthony Edwards, 22 years old. Passing is starting. It's not, it's not great yet, but it's getting better and better and better. In-season tournament champs, baby. In-season tournament champs. You called it. I got to give you a... Well, look, they're probably going to lose tonight or whenever they play their next ISTG. No, 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 no. no. We're not going to give them that juju. The Wolves, they could make a run here, but just a trip to the NBA Finals. It appears all roads lead through Denver, just like a trip to the NBA Finals would lead to that. You can take a look. Bye, Groupie. Didn't pull it up fast enough. Sorry, Director Kathy. The Nuggets, they put their undefeated tournament record on the test on the road tonight against Zion Williamson and the Pelicans. Tim, I am curious for you. Do you think New Orleans has a chance of slowing down Denver here? Yeah, look, they do because they've got enough talent to do it. But it comes, it comes down to this, right? We all know in the Western Conference right now, it's Denver and then everybody else. So, so is Denver is serious enough about this? And you're talking about a team that just won a championship. They've got their sights on winning several more as long as Nikola Jokic is in his prime. So is this going to have the relevance to treat it like a playoff game? And if it does, the Denver Nuggets are the best team in the Western Conference. So that, for me, is what it comes down to, a mentality. And that is something that's internal. That is something I think that probably is not going to mean as much to them as, as, as a team like Minnesota, you know, making a run and trying to win this whole thing because they're trying to make that progression. Denver doesn't have a progression to make. They're an NBA champion. So I just want to see how much it matters because if it does, the Denver Nuggets play the cleanest basketball. And if that's the case, they'll go undefeated in their pool. A team we had been talking about potentially taking the next step and being someone who could challenge Denver is the Phoenix Suns. But the Suns, they take on a team they are looking at they're looking up at in the group standings and take a look at this breaking news here Bradley Beal will miss at least the next three weeks and then he will be reevaluating reevaluated as he continues to rehab a low back strain this timeline was determined following further evaluation and consultation on his injuries Mr. Wilbon I don't want to say I'm getting Brooklyn Nets vibes quite yet but how concerned are you about this big three well it won't be dysfunctional like the Brooklyn Nets. It won't be loud and public and dysfunctional. That's not who those three guys are. But 
This was part of the concern about Bradley Beal coming from Washington. You know, Brad played in 82 games back-to-back seasons not very long ago. But these last, what, four or five seasons, missing more and more games. I think there was a 40-game season, a 50-game season, a 60. Not enough. They were concerned about that coming into this, if you're going to have the big three out there. Then you've had Booker injured. Durant's the only one of the three that has played in all the games. I think 11 of them, all of them. He played with Beal twice and Booker, I think, three times. So they haven't been out there. And once again, I'm going to go back to a familiar theme. The West is too good for this. Yeah. You're not going to get people back in March and climb over people from the sixth seed or the play-in. There are too many good teams. So the Suns, wow, this is amazing. They have not put those three guys out there out, out there yet. Not one game. And Booker's still dealing with the calf strain. So that part of it does look Brooklyn-ish, Malika. Mm. Um, you know, you look at it and you think, okay, this team has two collective a high Q basketball IQ they're too unselfish they're too talented this all has to work together I'm looking at okay can you get it together at Christmas time or a little after and then sustain it and there's not anything right now that suggests they can how many games do they need to play together Zach for you to feel good heading into the playoffs well, remember the last year they got eight right they got eight last year with Durant CP and Booker and all they said was oh that wasn't enough we barely got to know each other give me 25 or 30 in the season so you can get a rhythm going into the playoffs you know who you are and look as long as they have book and KD they're going to win enough games to be fine in the West but that unless or as long as like your margin for error it gets a little smaller now and yeah. by the way Kevin Durant I'm worried. Third in the league in minutes per game. That's like, it's Way so behind. So about LeBron and Durant. Yeah. Behind Tyrese Maxey and Shaden Sharp. Having a great Sharp. time in Portland. Uh, but. I am, and that's what I'm worried about. And look, pre, my early pick for MVP, I had KD because I watched him in preseason. I yep. say, you know what? He looks healthy, but the load that he's mm-hmm. been having to carry for this Phoenix Suns team, you talk about sustaining that. Can't do like, that. Can KD continue to do it, especially with his history? Legs, is Bradley Beal, like a, is he, in your mind, a, a plug-and-play player? Can you just toss him into the offense and they know how to run it with him, or is this something that you need to see a little bit of a sample size here? You do need a sample size, but, yes, he's pretty close to plug-and-play because of his ability to catch and shoot the basketball. You know, that, that's the key. All three of these guys are able to catch it and shoot it without having to put it back down on the floor at a really high level. So that makes it more likely that they fit. And I wasn't concerned at all. Until I saw this state, but you start talking about yeah. okay, day to day, day to day turns into several weeks. Okay, now you're starting to wonder about Bradley Beal and when will his availability come. But look, assuming at some point Bradley Beal is going to see the court, I agree with Zach. Give me 20 games of it. I don't want to make a decision the first week that we're going to they're going to be asked to do that because that's the nature of this business. Give me 20 games together. And let's see, because I do like the additions to supplement this roster. We Mm. wondered about that in the summer. I like some of the pieces that they've added, but those three guys have to have chemistry on the court. You can't see that a very small sample size. So I don't know that we're going to know about the Phoenix Suns until like the All-Star game. That's when we're probably going to get a pretty good idea of how they stack up with the Denver Nuggets, because that's really what this is all about. And and real quick, a little pushback to Zach and Legs on the give me 20 games. In the loaded West, do you have 20 games? <laughs> and that's the thing. <laughs> like, where they at right now, and I know they're right there, but I'm just thinking about these young teams that are out there hooping, that have it on their mind, and the Denver Nuggets that are not going anywhere. 
do you have 20 games to get it get, get it together and get it rolling? And your antenna goes up a little bit where it, it was only a couple of days ago that he was listed as probable to for the big right. three to play. And so to go from probable to then out for three weeks, it kind of makes you wonder, okay, what happened in that time? And period? just remember, so evaluation after yeah. three weeks. Right. Not that he's going to be back in the lineup. And again, you got to look at, we talk about this with Porzingis. You, you got to look at these last few seasons in Washington with Bradley Beal and the number of games played or missed. And for now, three more weeks until Bradley Beal is reevaluated to see when he can join this big three. Tim Legler, thank you so much for spending a little bit of time with us here on NBA Got Today. Michael Wilbon, coming up next. It is our favorite segment here on NBA Today. When players step up to the mic, that's when we're paying attention. We're going to play a little who said that. You're never going to believe who said they can solve the Clippers' issues. Come play along with us next. Is the Clipper down? Ten seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships. Your skills. Your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? <laughs> Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network. All lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business. No matter what stage you're in, shopify.com slash network. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight. S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jet's signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jet's Pizza. Better because it has to be. To NBA Today, presented by ESPN Bet. It's Friday, so let's have some fun. It's our hit new game, Who Said That? So we're going to take a look at some quotes that got our attention, and we ask our esteemed contestants, Who Said That? All right, sounds good to everybody? Here are the current standings. Michael Wilbon, you're not on these standings because you've never played before. Zach is four for four perks. What's up? I'm not bad. You're not bad. That is a passing grade that I see there. We're just not going to talk about Richard's 40% at the bottom. Look at that. Zach Lowe, since you are the leader in the clubhouse, you get to go first. Are you ready, sir? Okay, Vanna, let's go. All right. (laughs) He who said this, he be looking me off. He knows I shoot the highest percentage from three on the team, but he's a hater. He doesn't want me to be great. Was it Jimmy Butler? Was it Kyle Kuzma? Oh. Was it Grant Williams? Five, four. Grant Williams. Was it Grant Williams? Yeah. It was Jimmy. No, that was too obvious. It was Jimmy <laughs> Butler. Hey, love, you looking me off. He know I shoot the highest percentage from three on the team, man. And he a hater. He don't want me to be great, man. No one's hey, looking Jimmy looking Butler off. off. Zach, he's shooting for the Sorry, Zach I know Lowe. that, but no one's looking him off. People are looking Grant Williams <laughs> off, but not Jimmy Butler. Your undefeated record is no more. I'll file a protest with the league off. <laughs> right, well, we know how those tend to go. Ask Mark Cuban. All right, next, Kendrick Perkins. Who said the quote? Quote, 
Getting 30 points on 35 shots doesn't make you a great scorer. Was it Chet Holmgren? Was it Tobias Harris? Or was it Gordon Hayward? That's easy. We talk about a big fella with swag. Yes, he's skinny, but he's powerful with words. I'm going with Chet Holmgren. Was it Chet Holmgren for 200, please? Uh, ding, 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 ding. Oh, perks gaining ground this. on you in the standings. 35 shots. Yeah. Uh, you know, it doesn't make you a great scorer, you know? Has Perk been in the oh, audio library? And you know why he's talking like that? Because he's efficient as hell. Around the basket, at the three-point line, mid-range. <laughs> Preach that. Preach. Now you got a, you got a sense of the game, Mr. Wilbon. It All is right. your turn. Who said this? Worried. Quote, there's higher stakes in this game with the in-season tournament. I've never played in a playoff game, so I take this very seriously because this is my first time really competing for a championship. Was it Tyrese Halliburton? Was Ooh. it Paolo Bancaro? Or Ooh. was it Zion Williamson? I'm going to eliminate Zion. So it's got to be Tyrese or Paolo. I'm going to say Tyrese Halliburton. Tyrese Halliburton. Was it Tyrese Halliburton? Did Mr. Wilbon get it right his first time? <laughs> yes, he yeah. did. Yeah. Excellent work, Mr. Wilbon. The first time really competing for a championship, having a chance to in, in something. Ding, ding, ding. All right, we'll take that. And the Indiana Pacers, you know, we'll see. They're one of those teams. They're one of those teams. Zion hasn't played in a playoff game, Tw but I did learn. And, and 24, what, 24 and 12 right now he's averaging? There you go. Yeah, yeah 30, All right. 15 and no Zach Lowe, Watch out. Somebody's gonna we come are going to team. give you a chance to redeem yourself and no, you may phone want to, a friend. No, I don't want this. Nobody asked for this. Who said this when asked about how to fix the Clippers? To be honest, that's their problem. How they're going to figure it out. Maybe I know how to help, but that's not my job. Was it Richard Jefferson? Was it Nikola Jokic? Or was it Luka Doncic? RJ's not offering to help anybody. That's Joker. It's Joker. Did Zach Lowe redeem himself? Yes. Yeah. Wow. He, he did. With certainty, too. Well, yeah, he did. That's the problem. How they're going to figure it out. So I don't know how to help. Maybe I know how to help, but it's not my job. That's not his job. Not his job. It's That's his job. job. That's his job right there. Running Does people that well. Put your small <laughs> ball wings on me. Here's what happens. Incredibly well. Well, if Nikola Jokic isn't offering up how to fix the Clippers, maybe we have some ideas here on NBA Today. Thanks for playing along with us. Coming up next, the Clippers are still seeking their first win with James Harden. Does the longest losing streak stop tonight against the Red Hot Rockets? I'm having a harder time stopping talking in my game show voice here. <laughs> <laughs> we'll be right back. <laughs> Welcome in as the Blazers get set to take on the visiting Cleveland Cavaliers. 14-13 for them. LeBron. LeBron turned his corner. Inside! He made Yusuf Nurkic a screen saver! I was more excited to look over and see my teammates how excited they were. And he hammered over dunk. Oh my goodness. I mean, that dunk from LeBron James, it never gets old. Tonight, Blazers, Lakers, it could be a good one, particularly because the Lakers could really take a stronghold on their group in the in-season tournament. But that's not the game that I would like to pick. It is time for Setting the Pick, brought to you by ESPN Bet, the official sports book of ESPN. The Clippers, the Rockets, entire the tonight's matchup on two very different, they enter it on two very different streaks, right? You can look at the Rockets winning six in a row, the Clippers losing six in a row. So, Perk, Clippers, Rockets, who you got? Russell Westbrook sacrificing. The team is going to come out with great energy at home. Rockets play better at home. They're on the road. I got the Clippers winning the game tonight. But it's going to be a good game. Mr. Wilbon? Ditto. 
the Clippers convincingly. The Rockets have been terrific, but they are a young team, and they're going to face a veteran team tonight that has some urgency about it. Let, let me give you some analysis. <laughs> Space Rockets are more explosive than Clipper ships, and for that reason, I'm going Rockets. Wow. Clippers' misery continues. Wow. Rockets are that. playing well. Clippers are still adjusting. Rockets. Ooh. That was the perfect analogy. All right. Rockets. That is all of our picks, but we want to know who are you picking in this one. Get the ESPN bet app and get started. New customers get $200 in bonus bets once they've placed their first sportsbook bet with ESPN bet. Now to some breaking news in the NFL. Bengals quarterback Joe Burrow is out for the remainder of the season due to a torn wrist ligament that's likely going to require surgery, according to coach Zach Taylor. Now Burrow left the Bengals game in the second quarter of a 34-20 loss to the Baltimore Ravens on Thursday night. More on this story coming up on NFL Live at the top of the hour. by ESPN Bet, the official sports book of ESPN, and in part by Disney's Dashing Through the Snow, now streaming only on Disney+. Plus. The Warriors lost to the Thunder by 19 last night, but take a look at this. When they play OKC tomorrow, Steph Curry is listed as questionable, according to our reporter Kendra Andrews. Part of his status will be determined on how he comes out of today's practice as he continues to deal with that knee issue. So we started this show, Perk, by talking about Clay's 1-for-10 night. And you said that it may be time to look elsewhere for the production for Golden State. But hearing that Steph's coming back, even though Draymond still has former games of his suspension left, how are you feeling? Are you more encouraged, less encouraged? I mean, they were struggling with Steph. They were struggling with Steph. It didn't just start, right? They were struggling with Steph. So, again, it comes down to Andrew Wiggins. This is a guy that is in the middle of his prime. Do I want to continue the conversation with Klay Thompson? And we can about them ending, you know, and moving on from him. But Andrew Wiggins is something there. It's like he's already, like, fulfilled, meaning I got my championship. I got my money. What's next? Like, he, it, it, it's something. It, it needs to be a fire lit under him, and I don't know who's going to do it. Steph has just talked so much about riding out with the guys he came in on and uh, came in with. And as long as, as Steph is there, I, I just I, – I get what you're saying in terms of production. I just don't see it. I, I just don't. Well, look, as a neutral fan – I want to see these guys go off to the sunset together, but I'd like to see it happen in high-stakes playoff games. And to Perk's point, Steph could be healthy and Draymond could be back. If Wiggins and Clay are playing like this, it's not going to matter. It's mm. not going to be enough to compete with the best teams in the West. Given time, I think we'll see better versions of both of those players. We almost can't see worse. And so let's see what that Warriors team looks like. But we, they can have the full band together if these guys don't put up numbers Wiggins. that are better than two, that. Look at those two numbers. Ten and a half points and 14%. Look, those those two, all four of the Warriors we're talking about, they have to be in today's Western Conference playing at a seven and a half or eight level. We or they're, they're going to be also Rams. They're going to be a team that we're not even talking about when we get to March. They will have just sort of receded. Do I believe that will be the case for Steph Curry? No, Steph's going to get to that level – but can all four of them get there, Malika? That's the question for me. I, I, I want to know why didn't Clay in the front office and the ownership group come to a contract agreement? Like, I want to know what was said because, like, even Tim Lig pointed out, it's more, and you talked about this too, Will Bond, it's more than just him being in a shooting slump. Like, we've seen 
Clay struggled five games. Yeah. But this is borderline coming up to 15 games. And we're watching him struggle. Like, these numbers, 13, he scored tw average 12 when he was a rookie. Somebody else. This, not is not, this is not Clay. And, like, we don't know what's going on through his head right now. Like, do he feel disrespected that he hasn't got a contract extension? Like, this is a guy that you said should have a statue, is going to have a statue that didn't deliver four championships. What's really going on? Where does Chris Paul fit in this entire conversation? I mean, he's now in a completely different role than they brought him in to play, and they need more out of him, and he doesn't have a dive man that can help him on the pick and roll. He looks a little, not lost, but he's just not in the right ecosystem without all these looks, other guys He looks around. old. But on Clay, you know, Draymond got four years, $100 million, right? Yeah. We'll never know the conversations that happened between Clay and the Warriors. I always thought, logically, the Warriors would say, hey, we gave this guy this. Would you take this? I have no idea if that happened. But look, this is what the Warriors were worried about with that second apron and all that. Like, the way Clay is playing is why there's no extension. Golden State faces Oklahoma City tomorrow. Steph Curry is questionable for that one. But, gentlemen, before we bounce, the most important news of the day for our NBA Today family, Archanea Today, we are so very happy for you. We are hopping on a plane as soon as we are done with our television duties to come and celebrate you. Hey, now. We love you so very much. Congratulations, Tanae. That's going to do it for us here on NBA Today, and we will see you on.